Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, I'll just go pick it up and then I won't be harassing you because he accuses you of harassing him for the $40. So what's the bottom line? Is he trying to see you? Are you trying to see him or you just want your 40 bucks? I just want my $40. This is the plaintiff, Andrea Mobley. She says she and the defendant have known one another for 15 years, and they once dated. She loaned the guy money. He refuses to pay her back the 100 bucks she's owed. And this lawsuit is all about the principal. That's why she's suing. This is the defendant, Shannon Pollins. He says he can't believe this woman he once dated is suing him for the $40 she cash-apped him one day. Now she's trying to tack on an extra 60 bucks for pain and suffering? Please. This lawsuit's just an attempt to keep in touch with him because she still wants him. He's accused of dissing X. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Mobley, you are suing your former squeeze, Mr. Pollins, for 100 bucks because, according to you, you loaned him 40 and now you want 100 back because he's making you chase him for the 40 Tell me how you came about to loan him $40. He just cat, um, messaged me one day and asked me to send him $40. Um, he was having some issues um, where he had to pay out some money for bills and things of that nature. Were you dating at the time or no? I've known him for 16 years, so we weren't dating, but I was seeing him. We live in two different cities, um, but I was seeing him every now and then when I go home and visit. Okay, so go on. You know, we were talking on the phone, texting, messaging, and he basically just asked me if I could loan him $40 until a couple weeks. Did he pay you back? Oh, no, ma'am. Right. So when did, when was it you cash-apped him? What day and month? April 23rd. Okay. And then uh, he doesn't pay you back, and then what happens? Well, when the week came up that he was supposed to pay me, I didn't hear anything from him about it. So I called him, and he was like, I haven't forgotten about you. You know, I'm going to send it to you. And he said he was heading out 
somewhere with his boys or whatever. Why didn't he, he just cash app it to you the way you cash apped it to him? Well, according to him, he was having issues with his debit card or something with his bank where he couldn't put the card on the cash app. So All right. your guess is just as good as mine. So at some point I see in the text where you tell him, look, I'll just go pick it up and then I won't be harassing you because he accuses you of harassing him for the $40. So what's the bottom line? Is he trying to see you? Are you trying to see him or you just want your 40 bucks? I just want my $40. All right, what's going <laughs> on, Mr. Pollins? What's going on? Why is it so hard to repay the 40 bucks? It's not hard to repay the 40 bucks. Well, why do you make it so was, hard? Because you didn't do it. No, I'm not making it hard. The understanding that we had was that she was supposed to come in town a couple of weeks later. She never came in town to get the money, and that's when the confusion started. Or did she? What confusion? After that, you just mail her a check or a money order. Why is there any confusion? Because after that, that's when she started sending little memes to my phone, like I see you, like get kind of like annoying about it and stuff. So I just got fed up with it. Is that well, if you're fed up with it, why don't you just pay back the darn 40 bucks and then you don't have to deal with her anymore? The agreement was I was going to give it to her when I seen her. Oh, she doesn't need to to see you. It's not a cover charge. Your 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 debt is owed and you don't get to see her. You say she's obsessed with you. But if you're insisting that you have to see her to give her the money, it sounds like you might be obsessed with her. No, I'm going off the agreement that we had. That's why. The agreement was for her to, the agreement wasn't to cash out back. The agreement was when you come in town, I was going to give you the cash. And then what happened? She never came in town. She got sick of you ignoring her. No, she didn't get sick of me. I see the text. Oh, let's see. Wait, I'm going to read the text. So now you're just going to ignore me. I know you've seen me calling you. I was about to leave. I told you I can come pick up my money. Now you're sending me to voicemail really speedy. And I need my money. I don't have no money to just give away. I don't care how much it is. I haven't worked in over a month and I have a whole lot of bills. So again, please let me know when you can give it to me. And you have ghosted. (laughs) Completely ghosted. You're going to pay her the $40 you owe her. Her annoying you is not a a defense to owing her the money. It's also unforgivable because the easy way to stop someone who's trying to collect, which you call annoying, is to pay them and then they get out of your hair. Uh, You don't get $60 for pain and suffering. (laughs) You can't turn a $40 case into something bigger. You certainly get your court costs. What were your court costs to file this? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, whatever you paid, show proof of it and you will also get your court costs. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. So the plaintiff is going to get her $40 back. She doesn't get the extra money to, m- to make the 100 she was suing for. Mr. Pollins, uh, as the judge says, you were ghosting her, and that wasn't right. You really owe her the money. Don't you feel like you should have sent it to her? It wasn't the issue whether I was going to give her the money or not, because I were. It's just, you know, been having a relationship with somebody 15 years, you think $40 is kind of petty to be going to court over. Yeah, well, you see, she got tired of waiting and went to court, and look what happened. Ms. Mobley, uh, how do you feel? Uh, are, are you still willing to be friends with uh, Mr. Pollins, or have you had it with him? You know, I don't feel any type of way either way. I mean, if we are, we are. If not, that's fine with me as well. All right. But you're getting your $40. You feel better about that, right? That, that's what I would like. That's all I wanted. Okay. Well, congratulations. You got it. You're going to get it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Harvey, what do you think? Doug, I'm going to make this short and sweet. If somebody is harassing you for money that you owe them, that is not a defense for non-payment. If you owe the money, you pay the money. And if there's a case for harassment, that's a separate deal. What is the most difficult case you ever had as a prosecutor or a judge? 
The most difficult case I had as a prosecutor, uh, there are a couple that come to mind. Probably uh, the most significant was a wiretap case where we ran wiretaps for six or eight months on various cell phones and landline phones at, out of a location in Hialeah, Florida. So that was an interesting case because of, of the codes and the challenges that it presented. I also had later in my career a case involving anthrax threat letters oh, yeah. that were sent to Scotland Yard and the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. This is right after 9-11. Well, yeah, not long after. You remember there, were, there was the big anthrax case in 2001, not long after 9-11, where a couple of U.S. senators got letters with real anthrax in them with threats, and like seven or eight people died from anthrax that did receive. A bunch of media outlets got them. Well, these guys were like copycats, and they were trying to run this complicated extortion scheme. And they sent the letters and inert powder that didn't have anthrax in them fell out Just of the powder. letters at Scotland Yard and at the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, which is like their State Department in, in England. And it just, they closed down London for the day and it paralyzed the whole city. So I got a chance to go over there. We sorted things out. And um, at the end of the day, we found DNA on the inside of the gum, on the gum, on the envelope. The guy licked oh, it. Oh, licked the envelope? So that was a mistake. Because <laughs> <laughs> the DNA is pretty unique and it kind of honed in on him. So we had a tip also that of who it might have been and ultimately that was his undoing but going over to england was a lot of fun and like me most importantly you got a boondoggle to england i did and i got right. to go to scotland yard and i got to uh meet this bomb squad guy who had like one hand and an eye patch and was missing various body parts from bombs and he almost <laughs> defused right so that was kind of he was an interesting character but he was involved in the whole thing Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Linda Bigelow. She says she sold her car to the defendant and he still owes her money and refuses to pay the agreed upon purchase price. The crook has her car in his possession and she's suing this no good guy today for the $5,000 she's owed. This is the defendant, Jeffrey Pitkin. He says, this woman's been a nightmare to deal with since day one. Over $5,000, please. If anyone's owed money today, it isn't the plaintiff. It's him. He's accused of not paying in full. The defendant's bought a countersuit for $1,200 for mental anguish. 
All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Bigelow, you decided to yeah. sell your car to Mr. Pitkin, correct? Yes. How did that come about? In December, I bought a new car. I left the other car in front of my daughter's house because I didn't have anybody to drive it back to my house for me into, in Massachusetts. My future son-in-law called me to tell me that he, somebody wanted to buy the car. I was asking $500. They talked me down to $400. So mm-hmm. he wants, he being the defendant, decided he wanted to buy your car. How did he know your son-in-law? Were they friends or they didn't know each other? I, just I don't him? know. I, right. I, I don't know. All right. So did you go uh, back to Connecticut, I guess, where your car was in order to sell the car? Yes, ma'am. All right. And then you meet the defendant? Yes, ma'am. And you agree on a price of 400 Yes, ma'am. And he, but he doesn't pay you 400 What happens there? Right. He gave me 200 So I wrote out a receipt stating that he gave me the 200 because I am living in a homeless shelter, was living in a homeless shelter, and um, all my stuff was in storage. So I needed to get the title out because the car was registered until February of 2021. Okay. So we, we were at an agreement that he would give me 200 And because I was busy, I told him that I couldn't do it for a couple of days. But I would go and get this title. Is out that of my the sense, reason why? Of, can I ask you something? Is that the reason why it was 200 now, then 200 later? No, he didn't have the $400. Oh, yeah. Okay. He said that, to me. All right. And why didn't you just say, okay, call me when you've got the 400 Like, why did you let because him take the I, car at all? Because I, he shook on it. My witness will. Say you know that. what we he call? We have a name go- for people who shake on it. We call them litigants. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, because you're yep. you're being, sh- you know, you're only asking four hundred for something called a car, and if you're asking four hundred, that side is going to expect, should expect that there's going to be issues. Otherwise, you would be asking more. And it is a twenty-year-old car, and that side then gets the car. And what happens, Mr. Pitkin, when you get the car? The reason it was two hundred dollars, I carry four hundred dollars on me at all times. So I don't know why she would say I didn't have it. It was that she didn't have a title. I couldn't receive a car without the title. Then don't receive the car. Why did you pick up the car? What was the point of having the car if it doesn't have a title? Why was the car in your possession? And it still is today. No, it's not. Okay. Why was the car? Why did you take custody of the car? So the car wouldn't stay on at all. Why did you take the car? Listen to me. No, you listen to me. You can't do anything okay. with a car without a title, so why take it? Why not tell her lady, come back when you have the title? Just the same question okay. I asked her. I'm asking you. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an answer if you let me. Is that? We'll see. I had to find out what, I had to find out, this is on a side street. I couldn't find out what was exactly wrong with the car. I wasn't willing to pay even, you know, 400. I'm sorry. If, if, Hold on a second. Are you suggesting you were test driving the car? No, no, ma'am. I had to bring the vehicle. The battery was no good. It was under warranty in her name. I had to bring right. it to AutoZone. People test to a out a car to see what's wrong with it before they buy a car, not after they buy a car. No. So did no, you ma'am. already have an agreement to buy? In fact, you had something we call a bill of sale, right? No. Yes. No, ma'am. Yeah, was, you do. An agreement. I've never seen that before in my life. Is his signature on this bill of sale, Ms. Bigelow? No, ma'am. Okay, because that's what a bill of sale. Right, but if you're if you're writing out something about what the agreement is between the two of you, don't you think his signature should be on it, so that he can't say I've never seen that before? Okay. All right. So what happens, Mr. Pickin? You take the car, and then what? Okay. So I knew Tony. That's her son-in-law. I I knew him. So because there were some issues with it, 
I didn't want to purchase that car, even if it was only $400, if there was major problems. What I was told was it was just a battery and a rear view mirror. The window, the driver's side window, it was the wrong size window. It wouldn't go up. I didn't know that. I was told it was right window. So I had to find out what was wrong with the vehicle. And it was only $400. So if the battery, when I put the battery in at AutoZone, if the car wasn't going to stay on, I definitely wasn't going to continue purchasing the vehicle. That's I don't know what you mean when you say continue purchasing. You have possession of the vehicle and you're supposed to give her another 200 when she finds the title. That's what happened. Why are you making no. this into, oh, I had, I got to taste the thing for how long? <laughs> no. You never returned no, the no. car. You literally kept the car and then did whatever you did with it. So I don't understand this. Oh, this yeah. was just me taking possession of the car to find out what was wrong. The way people do that is they have the seller drive it to a mechanic. Yep. A mechanic looks at it and tells you whether it's a good used car to okay. buy. So, Your you're Honor, I had the car not even 24 hours. Okay. I called Linda. I also called Tony, who I met Linda through. On Saturday, I bought the car. I'm, I don't know what the date that says. I bought the car on March 5th, on Friday. I went to AutoZone that day, put the battery in. I drove the car a total of 37 miles. I could not drive it no no more. There was a broken tie rod and a broken control arm. I called. I have a Why'd you buy it. the car I, if you hadn't even if you couldn't even test drive it? Sounds like you bought it for no, parts. No, I, I wouldn't buy that car for parts because Tony. How many $400 cars have you bought? Well, as she said she wanted $1,200. I don't buy $400 cars. But because Tony owed me money, it was worked on the price. All right? But it was I don't all get off. what Tony that means. To... I don't get what that means. So Tony gave her the car, supposedly. Tony owed me money. He still owes me money. So this was part of it. I was going to get my money back in, in some way. I only had to pay a little bit for the car. But I told him I'm not going to pay for it if there's something wrong with it. Majorly. So what did so you really pay for the car then rather than I, I, $400? No. I, no, I gave, listen, ma'am, um, Your Honor. I How went, much I gave work did he owe you or money did he owe you that I'm supposed to factor in? $600. But what it comes down to, Your Honor, is that the, the vehicle, I called them on Saturday. It was contingent. There was no bill of sale. It was contingent upon the, upon the vehicle being okay. okay. It's not roadworthy at all. Here's what I want I'm, from you. I'd like the text where 24 hours later you say this uh, my trial period is over and I've decided that I don't want to buy the car. All that stuff. Okay. Do you have any proof of that? Okay. Do you have proof yeah. of what you're saying, which is that, oh, judge, wait a minute. I didn't buy a car. This was an inspection period. Do you have proof of that? Yes. Give it to me. I mean, I have the text. I'm going to show you the text. Show me any text. And while okay. you're looking for that, right. I have a All question right. for you, Miss no, Bigelow. Do you have any witnesses no. here for you? Your son-in-law's here? I do. I have two. Can I, I talk do. to your, is your son-in-law one of them? Yes, ma'am. Who okay. else was at the sale besides your son-in-law? Nobody. Okay, let me talk to your son-in-law. Can you put him on the computer here? Hello, what's yeah, your name? Anthony Provencal. Can you raise your right hand, please? Thank you. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I hope you got Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. All right, on that day when Mr. Pitkin took possession of the car, uh, had the sale concluded or was he supposed to be just giving her $200 and then testing the car out to see if he actually wanted to buy it? Uh, no, they had came with an agreement where he would give her 200 that day. Um, and when she gave him the title, he would give her the other 200 Right. There, was there ever anything about then I get to try it out, then I get to decide if I want to back out, then I get to return it? Yes, then uh, he took it around the block and said, okay, I'll take it. And he filled out that little form on the paper there. 
And uh, what did he fill out on that paper there? Because he says he never saw that paper there. Just stating that uh, paper stating that uh, Linda sold the car for four hundred with two hundred dollars now and then two hundred dollars when he received the title. According to him, he didn't. He never. He's never seen this paper in his life. I, I literally stood out there while uh, they they did the transaction. So. Can you identify this paper as the one that he was looking at, or not really? Yes. All right. Okay, I got it. Thank you. So let's see the text we do have. So scroll down so I could read it. Pull back half an inch. Move to the right. Move to the right. Linda, I'm sorry I didn't call right back. Two long calls, and I'm trying to drive now. I'm scared of the car. The front left tire is going to fall off. I'll drive straight and hit a crack in the road. It feels like it's about to fold or something and makes a loud noise turning left or right. I will call you soon, but I only have driven 37 miles since Friday. It's bad, Linda, real bad. Linda, the car needs too much. I'm in court. Can I meet you for my money? And you take the car. I can't talk. All right. And then right. underneath now, that, she says, right where below. is the yep. court? I'll meet you there. The Do car. not drive my car anywhere. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, I said, and then I'm what not. happens? I said, I'm not. And then she wouldn't happened? give me my money. Well, wait a she second. She wouldn't give me my let money. Me see, let me see what the next thing is after that. Uh, I'm out. And then she said, where's my car? Okay. I think I, I have said, it from there. So hold on and let me see. It's parked. But she wouldn't give me my money. Ms. Bigelow, yes, he tells you he wants his 200 back and you tell him no, right? Because days had passed and it was an as-is sale and you wanted him your money. No. Oh, you told that's him yes? True. No, I told him let's meet. I have his, had his $200, let's meet. He never said anything about the $200 to me. He wanted to pay me another $100 in the text message and I said no. Then he told me he was going to take it to the, he wanted to pay another $50. I said no. Because I know it had cosmetic work to done to it. Then he proceeded to tell me I was a lunatic. He proceeded to tell me that my daughter OD'd that I didn't even know about. Had that actually happened? Yes, ma'am. And that's how you learned about it? Yes, ma'am. You've had my car tomorrow. It will be a week. Read the receipt. That's why I wrote it like I did. So it's clearly some paperwork that you're just, you don't want to show me. Obviously, you are bat crazy like your daughter. It was two days before your daughter took 50 pills to kill herself. Obviously, as it expression goes or saying goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You should be in a mental hospital. Why were you writing like this to her? All right, first off, I don't want you to think her daughter passed away. She didn't pass away. But second off is... She so she so shouldn't be shook up if her daughter com- tried to commit suicide. That's not enough to shake her up. Well, and you're and you're oh, yeah. using it in an argument. Ms. Bigelow, why are you suing for five thousand dollars when what the guy owes you is another two hundred? Because uh, the car value is worth twenty five hundred. Yeah, but he never agreed to pay twenty five hundred for it. And if it was, why'd you sell it to him for four? I wanted five hundred for it because yeah, but you I didn't just see. I mean, you're talking to me about stuff right, that I was didn't. in your dreams and hopes. But at the end of the day, the contract is why for four. I- so I would expect you to come to court and sue for the other two, right? And then you'd be okay. made whole and your I'll- court costs. But yep. instead, you're suing for five thousand. You want two thousand for mental anguish because you don't like how it went down. You want 500 yeah. for travel expenses from Massachusetts to Connecticut. Why? Because I had to come back and forth to the courts. But I'm going to tell you why I'm suing for $5,000. Okay? Because the car is still running. The car is on the road <laughs> under another VIN number. And I took pictures of it the other night. Okay. You did I send pictures. Walmart, Your Honor. 
Yes, you I saw did. your yeah. car at the Walmart. How do you know it was your car if the VIN number was different? Yeah. Well, how did I know? Because they didn't change everything that I changed in the car, ma'am. Okay, so that I'll see that in the pictures you're talking about? Yes, ma'am. Those were taken in the parking lot of Walmart. That's how I found my car, ma'am. Okay, but here's my question to you. If this car is registered in your name, why didn't you just call the police and say, this is my car? Ma'am, I did call the police and they told me to take it to court and let them handle it because I'm opening up a can of worms. It's registered underneath a different VIN number. Right, so it is registered to someone and with a different VIN and on the, so maybe this isn't your car. It is my car, ma'am. What's unique about it that makes you think it's your car? If you look in the first picture of 2019 to the front end of the car where it has a main plate on it, uh-huh. you will see the broken. You will see the thing underneath is broken. Yeah, the grill. Part of the okay. grill is missing I, right there. Yep, and I took that silver piece off. Now, if you go to the picture of the one that I took Friday night in the in. Um, did you tell the police? Did you ask the police if it was registered to Jeffrey Picken? I, yes, and, I did. And they and said it's what? Not, it's. Re- it's not. It's registered to some Sergio. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, um, All right, Mr. Pitkin, uh, why is this? Number. You're suing for $1,200 back. You want $200 back, and you want $1,000 for pain and suffering. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Uh, and where's the car? The car? From what I understand, it's a, from what I understand, it was impounded or brought to a Show a me proof of that. I don't. Right. I don't have it. Right. Here's what's going to happen, folks. Court is about making people whole, not ching, ching, let the cash register ring. Ms. Bigelow, if Mr. Pitkin had gone through with the agreement that you two had, he would have to pay you another $200, not some negotiated price after he drove it for a while. I don't believe for one second that anything but a consummated deal happened when he took that car. He wasn't test driving it. It was a deal. There was a bill of sale, and it's either the one you've provided, which is a carbon, or it's the one he won't provide because he just wants his flapping gums to run okay. the day, and that's not going to happen. So I believe, just like your Where's son-in-law says, that there was a completed okay. sale, and he owes you $200. He just changed his mind. Okay. And you don't get to change your mind in an as-is <laughs> used car sale for a car you're buying for $400. It's not, oh, are you going to drive it and see if it works for you? It's you're intending to buy the car, just like it looks. It walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck, okay? So he owes you the other $200. He doesn't owe you $5,000. He owes you the other $200, plus, of course, your court costs. And you don't get mental anguish in a case because someone just gave you surus and is annoying you. That doesn't turn a contracts case into a personal injury case. It's just a contracts case, okay? So next time that you have a bill of sale, make sure that his signature's on it, the other side's signature's on it. Um, so I am finding that I'm he owes honor. you $200 plus your court costs. You don't get mental anguish. You don't get travel expenses to and from Connecticut where your daughter lives and you go to visit her, where you had the car and where you chose to sell the car from. On his counterclaim against you, he gets zero. You get $200 and your court costs. Good luck.
So the plaintiff prevails to the tune of $200 that the defendant really originally owed her. Uh, Mr. Pitkin, what do you think about that? You got to give her the 200 bucks. Uh, well, you know, that, that'll be a cold day. But, you know, anyways, what it comes down to is that makes no sense to a bill of sale without my signature. And, you know, it's amazing that this car, you can't sell something fraudulently. It can't be sold under fraudulent conditions. I have three days to cancel out a contract, if it was a contract. I was never provided the title. I mean, this is just ridiculous, but the judge is who she is, and uh, I'll go along with it. This whole All right, well, you owe her $200. That's the judge's decision. Ms. Bigelow, you're only going to get $200 back, not 5000 that you saw we're suing for. You okay? I'm fine with that. I just wanted you're to okay? show the world what it... He's a thief. He's got to go to court in August for another theft, so... Very interesting case. All right, let's see what Harvey thinks about it. Okay, Doug, uh, let me just say, she she's suing for $5,000 for um, mental anguish. She cannot get mental anguish for breaching a contract, even if the other person's a total jerk. Uh, mental anguish has to do with emotional distress, and that is a tort, which is a wrongful injury to somebody. What happened to your husband's pinky on his right hand? Ah, uh, the unfortunate story of my pinky on my right hand, yes. Uh, almost 40 years ago, I was playing in a pickup basketball game at Boston University, and a guy threw me a hard bounce pass with a lot of topspin. It hit this finger, and the finger just kind of exploded. And I looked at it, and uh, the, the bone was sticking straight out, and these other two pieces pulled down from the tendons or the ligaments, pulled down alongside, and they were just kind of dangling there. And it, it really the focused. The game stopped? Yeah, did stop. I went to the hospital. It really focuses your attention because you're looking at it and you see something that's impossibly white. That whole bone sticking out. It's like the whitest thing you've ever seen, China white. And it looked like the end of a chicken wing after you eat all the meat <laughs> off of it, right? And, and it's just, you know, I got to the hospital and I filled out the forms with my left hand. And the first doctor that saw me looked at it and he goes... God, I hope you don't play the piano. I said, <laughs> Thankfully, I don't. But that's uh, that was a compound dislocation. They fixed it, and I could only bend it that far. But then I broke the tip about 10 or 15 years ago in a hockey game, and it just hockey was game. unstable. A hockey fracture. game. A grown man right. with assets was playing oh, hockey, right. um, which when you say I broke it in a hockey game, why don't you be more specific? This was purely self-defense, all right? But, yeah, I maybe was uh, throwing some knuckles with another guy from the other team. And I, I hit his helmet with my right hand, and it broke. The tip broke. So, right. And you did know. you ever play hockey again? No. Uh, my wife got kind of... Kind of got involved. <laughs> <laughs> my wife terminated my career. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Lawrence Jones Jr., he says he mowed the defendant's lawn and the guy won't pay him for his services. How dare he try to get away without paying? So he's here suing him for the $219 he says he's owed. 
This is the defendant, Dwight Bradley. He says the plaintiff did a sloppy job mowing the lawn. He didn't cut underneath the AC unit, and he didn't cut around the edges of the lawn. When he complained, the plaintiff abruptly said he cuts it the same way every week and refuses to pick up sticks. He's accused of a grassy situation. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Jones, you have a handyman and lawn care service company, and according to you, Mr. Bradley hired you to mow a lawn and then never paid you. How long have you known him? About four or five years. And how is it that you two know each other? I've done work for him. He's done work for me. Okay. And had you ever mowed the lawn for him before? Yes, ma'am. All right. So uh, whose lawn did he ask you to mow in this case? It's the house his daughter's going to be moving in. That's his. Okay. Had you mowed that lawn before? Yes, I had. Okay. And uh, did the two of you discuss uh, how much you would charge? Yes, ma'am. All right. Is it the same that you charged the last time you mowed the lawn? Yes, ma'am. And that's $50. All right. So what happens in yes, this case? Yes, I'm just doing a regular lawn cut, not a cleanup. So when I come, I weed eat, but I don't go all in the bushes and the limbs that he got laying out. They know there. I don't move that. Okay, let me ask you a question. Were there any limbs on the grass that you were mowing? Not the grass. It was some in the middle by the tree and by the fence. There was but none on the, the grass? Fence. No, ma'am. So it's not no. like you mowed the lawn around a limb and left it there and left the grass long around the limb? Right. Okay. Yes, so when you finish, do you text him, call him? What do you do to try to get payment? Well, I was doing a roof repair for him also. I told him I was done. He called me. I said, I'm just leaving your daughter's house now. So he's supposed to pay me when he paid me with my roof repair. He's supposed to pay me also for the lawn. But he, 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 he was $50 short. I said, you forgot the lawn. He said, okay, I'll cash up it to you. Then he kept telling me my daughter cash up it to you. Well, she must have forgot to cash up it to you. Then he finally told me, I'm not going to pay you. And the reason why, my daughter said he's going to slept a job. And how long after doing the job was that? Over a week. All right, let me hear from you, Mr. Bradley. Lance and I, like I said, we've been knowing each other for a while. Uh, he's done other work for me. I had no problem paying anybody to work for me. But the work that he did this time was not a good job. He did no weed eating, no edging. There were trash you know, left in the yard. Behind the AC unit, it, it should have been weed eating. My daughter calling and asked him to come back. You, well, I'm just a moment. Is this the picture of the garbage you're talking about? Yes. You expect him to pick up your garbage? When was this picture taken? Hold on, my witness will have to take, tell you that. Okay, can you switch places with your witness? Because I'd like to talk to her a second. Hi. Hello. I'm going to assume you're the daughter? Yes. Okay, raise your right hand, please. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So I'll be gone. Yes, I do. Thank okay. you. Okay, when were these pictures taken? I'm not really sure how, how much... Are the pictures on your phone? The pictures are on my phone. Can you show me the pictures from your phone? Yes. This one was taken, uh, looks like, on April 2nd. That's April 22nd, not April 2nd. When did he mow the lawn? It was between that time. I would have to look back. Right. On April 14th, he mowed the lawn, according to him. Does anyone have text that would indicate otherwise? Because that means your picture wasn't taken two days later. That means your picture was taken almost uh, one, two, three, eight days later, right? Yeah. Well, I took it the day that I was actually able to assess it. I guess the real question is, was he supposed to remove all of your growing weeds back there or was he just supposed to mow and blow? Uh, Mow the lawn and leave. So um, can I ask you something like what did he do? Actually, let me talk to your dad. 
So, Mr. Bradley, the last time that he that he you paid him 50 bucks to mow your lawn, did he do all this other work you're talking about? He got behind the uh, AC unit. He did edge the, the yard. He did no edging this time. Right. The weed uh, whacking the he's talking about because he's mad because he right. sees the this back here. He do, OK, that, that's what he's mad about. No, what, that, what say that, you to that, that Mr. Jones? The last time did you happen to whack that, those back there or no? No, ma'am. No, OK. Ma'am. Do you have any evidence that he did? Because typically when you pay somebody to mow your lawn, what they do is mow your lawn. They don't do a full cleanup job and everything else. Okay, that's not a cleanup job. It it was was weed whacking. I mean, to get it, that's high growth. I mean, that's part of the lawn. I don't know, man. This is like, how often are you paying to have your lawn maintained? Because this is not, you can't whack this. You would have to spend some time on this, you know, and then clean it up and get it out of there. I mean, that's, you know, when you let, if you, if you hire somebody once a year to do landscaping, it's a lot harder job than if you have somebody maintaining the landscaping. Um, I'm going to find with Mr. Jones on the $50. We have another issue about a ladder. What's the ladder issue about Mr. Jones? Hello, Mr. White. My ladder last year, uh, about July, August of last year, he was pressure washing his house. It's two storage. I told him I got an extension pole that he can use. But he said, no, nah, let me borrow the ladder. I left my ladder at my gate. He came by, got the ladder, never returned my ladder to me. And you haven't needed it in all this time? I have several different ladders. Okay, Mr. Mr. Bradley, do you have the man's ladder? How long ago did he borrow it? About eight, nine, ten months ago. Ten months ago, did you borrow Mr. Jones's ladder, Mr. Bradley? I did, but I don't think it was quite that long ago, ma'am. Uh, I How long ago do you think it was? Uh, a few months. But why uh, haven't you returned the guy's ladder if you borrowed it a few months ago and you finished the job you borrowed it for? I just simply forgot to give it back to him. I mean, I have the ladder. I mean, I I, th- the last guy I would strip of 50 measly dollars is the guy whose ladder I hadn't returned in all this time. Anyway, Mr. Bradley, return the ladder to Mr. Jones. We'll make arrangements now with Officer McIntosh. And I find in favor of Mr. Jones in the amount of the $50. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the judge orders the plaintiff to get 50 bucks, not 219 that he was seeking, and his ladder back. Uh, Mr. Bradley, will you hire him again uh, to cut your lawn or get someone else? No, because he's done other things that just wasn't up to my satisfaction. Um, I told him to come and finish what he started. He would have got the 50 then, you know, but I would give him the 50 and his ladder. He can get the ladder anytime. I'm not taking it to his house. We need to make arrangements where I can uh, give it to him at another location. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jones, you okay with the outcome of the case? What are you thinking? I think it's, it's fair. Uh, my only thing about it, he he borrowed my ladder from my house. I don't see why he won't bring it back to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm not angry with him or anything. You know, we've been like friends. So why are you afraid to bring the ladder to my house? That's crazy. Well, the judge said Officer McIntosh would work out a way for you to get the ladder back. So that'll be taken care of. You're going to get your ladder and you get 50 bucks. So it's been a big day for you in the people's court. OK, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Very good. <laughs> Harvey, you know, Doug, it would seem in a situation like this, you don't need a contract because ah, you're cutting somebody's grass and what could go wrong. Well, this could go wrong. The reality here is this that when you hire somebody to perform a service, even if it's just an email, write out the scope of the service they're supposed to perform. So if they don't do it all, at least then you have something to glom onto and say, they didn't do the right job, I don't have to pay in full. 
I got divorced and finalized it in 2017. We had a house and my ex-wife was supposed to remove my name from the deed by refinancing. And if she couldn't, was supposed to sell the house within a year. It's been four years. Is there a way to withhold my pension payments to her by putting in an escrow or something until she complies? It's unfair. She got the house and she got my pension. Hmm. I don't think you'll be able, you're in control of the pension. It's not like the pension pays you and then you cut a check. for The, the pension will go directly here and that's something that gets negotiated sometimes too during the marital right. settlement agreement and the right. divorce. So I, number one, I don't think you should violate the court order because there was a court order that she get right. the pension. Right. It was part of the marital settlement, but also right. the, you should have three years ago gone to court. Right. Um, and to enforce the marital settlement agreement. Right. It doesn't matter, you know, whoever the judges that took over that division, whoever, you know, or if the judge is still there, it just doesn't matter. There's a there is a judge who had to sign that agreement right. uh, in order for it to be valid and legal. Yeah. And he needs to put that in front of that judge immediately right. to enforce the sale of the house. And but, you know, when you when you come out, when you approach it with this idea of, well, I don't just want to take the pension payments from her. Can we escrow them, which is what the questioner said? That kind of shows some good faith. No, nah, it doesn't. You know how much trouble it is to so. set up an escrow account? He just wants to, you know. This, He's like, this, I don't want the People hate just... each other so much. <laughs> yeah, plus I also don't understand the issue of, um, is she supposed to take my name off? Right. And if she doesn't sell the house, what does that mean? If she I'm took his sure. name off, if she took his name off, then she doesn't have to sell yeah, the house. I'm not sure. It is. So I don't know. I don't know if he's waiting for money or not. Yeah, That's what's there's weird. There's more to the story. There's more to that story. I'm sure, and I, yeah. I tend to agree with you that when it's when it comes to pension payments like that, he probably has. He no has no leverage. Control. He doesn't have control over where right. it goes. He needs to go to court. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.